Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. New cut out, Moses Gufferson, swiftly along to Pedersini. And Pedersini's got another line. Well, that's the most unhappy 60 or 90 seconds for Jordan Rappiner. Team concede penalty. Money short side, juggling Brown, kick through. He comes now, it's not banked. Xavier Savage and Tom Opacek has scored. That has taken middle stuff out of the ground. And look at this. Well, well that is rubbing it in. Yes, the Eels fans are now having a night out. They are having a night out, and uh, why shouldn't they? With a scoreline of forty to four, uh, and the Rabbitohs thirty-eight to twelve. So it'll be interesting to hear uh, Andrew Voss's uh, thoughts about uh, that weekend of uh, NRL finals footy, because that, from that point of view, looks very uh, one-sided in both matches, doesn't it? Uh, Vossi joins us now, uh, having just finished his breakfast show in Australia, where he's uh, alongside uh, Brandy Alexander. We had Brandy uh, previewing the games. It's only fit we have uh, Vossi reviewing them. Uh, what did you make of those two scorelines, Vossi, before we get isolated into both games? Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Um, well, I think we had a case of, you know, this is probably stating the, the obvious, but two very happy teams, but two very disappointed teams because, you know, they've worked so hard to get where they are, week two of the finals, and neither Cronulla or Canberra could say they played anywhere near their best. You know, you could, even though it'd be bitter, a bitter pill to swallow, if you play your best and still get knocked out, at least you can hang your hat on, well, you know, we couldn't have given any more. Canberra and Cronulla would have walked away thinking, boy, oh boy, you know, we... uh, we played nowhere near what we had done in our best performances during the year on the night we needed to produce um, our absolute best. Well, the Eels, of course, they romped in 40-4 to in front of an enthusiastic sold-out crowd. Uh, we heard the uh, backlash right at the very end with the Viking slow clap. Uh, Mitchell Moses, who was uh, under, under doubt. He was under doubt, Mitchell Moses, but uh, hardly missed a beat out there, particularly uh, in the first half. Outstanding performance from Mitchell Moses. Um, still one of the better long-kicking games in the competition, but very good in attack. Um, his try was one of great confidence. Uh, Parramatta was so much better for having him there. But, I mean, there were you know, less than performance. I was really disappointed, and I, I make no apologies for singling out the likes of Dylan Brown and Clint Gutherson the previous week. They were, they were off their game. I mean, but Dylan Brown was back to his best. He's had a sensational season, one of the reasons I'm so keen on the Kiwis at the World Cup is Dylan Brown, and Clint Gutherson was back in the game. I can't explain why they were so quiet the previous week uh, for Parramatta against Penrith. So, 
if they have that part of their... Like, like they have a really good spine, don't they, Parramatta, if they're all firing. Mm. Clint Gutherson, Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, Reid Marnie. That's a really good four. And uh, and that's going to give... You know, if they all play... If they all play... If they're dialed in on, on Friday night against the Cowboys, wow, what a game we've got. Well, how does uh, a side like the Raiders, uh, who, uh, who do fluctuate, I think it's fair to say, a little bit like uh, their coaches' mood from time to time, but you know that you're going to be under the pump in finals footy. You know your defence is going to be under pressure. Four tries in the opening 25 minutes? Yeah, 22-0. Yeah, that, that's, that hurts, obviously. And I just... Uh, look, the, the first involvement, like Canberra's best performances, it's, it's Tarpany, it's Papa Leahy, straight on the front foot, and, and you know they they really do feed off that. Yet the other night they had to be they had to know what Parramatta was going to come at them with. It was fight fire with fire. It would be Campbell Gillard. It would be Junior Barlow. It'll be you know Nia Corey. I mean it's no secret he gets named on the bench every week and starts. You know he's going to run like he's you know life depends on it. And that's exactly what Parramatta did. And they were the ones that sort of you know not not forced Canberra into submission, but it was a a clear-cut win in the middle of the park right from the start of the game for Parramatta, for mine. And, and that was backed up by the stats. You look at the metres made, um, but Parramatta outstanding. Canberra short of what they've produced at their best and you know, Parramatta turned it into points and it really was all over at half-time. You, in commentary, Smithy, I did quote some games and there were matches during the season. They came back against the Warriors, Canberra, from well down. They came back against Newcastle, but... You know, out of respect, that was the Warriors, that was Newcastle. It wasn't finals football. They weren't coming back from 22, as it's shown, against a, a team like Parramatta on a good night. Significant for Brad Arthur, the Parramatta head coach, of course, who's had a little bit of an issue around week two of the finals. He's broken that jinx now. Um, and I would imagine uh, now they can look forward to it with a bit more confidence, although it is a very tough assignment ahead. Can I tell you, Smithy, we were on air this morning, Brandy, and as you said at the top of the uh, coverage of the, of the interview, rather, um, Brandy's my co-host, Greg was looking up the weather forecast for Townsville, and this morning, like while we're on air, 8 o'clock this morning, the temperature in Townsville was 26 and felt like 29 with the humidity already at 83% at 8 o'clock in the morning, so... Um, there's a school of thought that says Paramount should probably get up there early and acclimatise and, or, you know, put in a session or two up there, but they're not going to do that. They're going to fly up Thursday. They're going to follow their their standard preparation, what they would do in a regular season match. So I, I guess proof will be in the pudding in that regard. But, you, you know, you've got to think, just based on conditions and the fact the Cowboys didn't have to play last weekend, they've had two weeks at home to prepare, um, that, that has to that has to be some advantage, doesn't it? It has to be. I mean, it's a, it's a most... Yeah, you know, it's a one out of the box venue. There's no other venue like it in the competition than a trip to Townsville. And now we're in spring, and you're talking. And, and Friday's forecast, Smithy, is for 28, 29 degrees. And, and overnight, it doesn't really come down a whole lot. So it's it's unique to the competition, and in particular this uh, this time of year. A nice try, uh, a really classy try right at the end, actually, for Marata Niakura, who, of course, is part of uh, the Kiwis Rugby World Cup squad going forward. Um, on the evidence of what we saw there, do you see him being a, a part of um, Michael Maguire's side? Oh, absolutely. He, he, he look, he, he's got to be in your 17, and because he's got that versatility back row and centre. Now, it would while he's been coming off, um, he's been named on the bench every week, but he starts the game. 
this week, I think you might see him start in the centres. Tom Opacek, uh came off the field during the game. Hamstring problem for him. I don't think he'll play Friday night. And uh, the mail we're getting is that Nia Corey will, will start in the centres, as he's done before. I mean, I can remember last year a great game he played in the centres opposed to Justin Ollum at Melbourne, one of the best centres in the competition. So he's such a valuable player. He's a terrific signing for the Warriors, Nia Corey. Um, and he's got that aggression as well. So a big, big test for him in the centres against the Cowboys. There's plenty of speed in the Cowboys' back line, but um, he'll pose some threat to them as well. So Nia Corey to start in the centres, I believe, this week. Um, Bailey Simonson is in the mix, but I don't think they'll start with him. I think Nia Corey will be the starting centre for Parramatta with Opacek out. Right, uh, game two, of course, was Cronulla and uh, South Sydney, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs, and the Rabbitohs surviving that brutal encounter the previous Sunday. Uh, they, uh, Cronulla threw everything at them in the first 20 minutes. Uh, they didn't crack uh, the Rabbitohs, and uh, that was a sign of things to come. Well, again, I'll throw a quote from Greg Alexander this morning. He said, while he didn't make this admission during commentary, he thought it when the first try was scored. I mean, South Sydney scored inside two minutes. And it's Mark Nichols of all players. He doesn't get too many. And he just spins and plunges over the line. Brandy felt like saying as he watched it, well, the Sharks are gone. Because you can't, you just can't have that happen to you. Um, you know, your goal line defence inside two minutes can be that poor. So he, had, he thought alarm bells were ringing. And, uh, and then, of course, there's the try right on halftime. That was, that was a real killer blow from South Sydney. Cameron Murray, because he's only 12 mil at that point. And Cameron Murray beats Dale Finucane one-on-one. Bad miss from Dale mm. Finucane. He wouldn't want to watch the replay back. And at 12 nil, of course, they're a huge chance. At 18 nil, you know, a lot tougher. And, and while South kept on dropping the ball during the night, there was a lot of drop ball from South. Um, it still didn't... Cronulla just didn't have that extra gear the other night. They, they threatened 12 points, was as close as they got. Um, but South Sydney, you know, the, the record will show. And Craig Fitzgibbon certainly did not hide his disappointment after the game. And Craig Fitzgibbon being the player we knew him, you know, defence-oriented and all the rest, for his team to concede 30 points plus in both their finals appearances, he was very disappointed with that aspect, not just the defeat, but to concede Mm -hmm. over 30 in both games. He knows, he basically said after the game, I'm ready to start working on next season right now. That's where where, where our start point will be. Um, But he was very disappointed with that, and Sharks fans would be too. Yeah, quoted as saying they got a lesson in the fundamentals, one you shouldn't need at this stage of the season. That was from Craig Fitzgibbon, very honest about that. Um, uh, an interesting night, Cameron Murray, unbelievably good. Quite quiet, though, oh, for yeah. Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, who are so instrumental that pretty much everything the Rabbitohs do on attack, they were pretty quiet, which uh, I would imagine is quite a good sign going forward for this clash against the Panthers yeah. where they are uh, big underdogs. Well, I'll say, Smithy, I, I'm going to credit the coach, Jason Demetrio, with a fair bit of uh, this here. Everyone knows South Sydney's left-side attack is a huge danger. And, of course, that's with Alex Johnson on the end of it. And, and you know, you can imagine Cronulla during the week working on ways, studying tape. The South Sydney left will got to be alert to it. If you watch the game back, most of the, you know, the big plays, they, they worked right. So I think that was tactical. And, and Tane Milne ended up, uh, Tane Milne ended up the recipient of a lot of that good work out on the right-hand side, and, and Campbell Graham's in very good form. So South City mixed things up for the occasion. Now, I don't know 
that sort of gets in the head of Penrith now. So which way is South going to go? As long as Mitchell and Walker are out there, whether they're at 100% or 80%, you know they're going to come up with some big plays during the night. It's whether they produce them when the game's, you know, tight, early. Can they get on the front foot? Can they lead Penrith? Because I think that's the key for South Sydney this week. They cannot let Penrith get in front because Penrith is a side that just don't give you cheap balls. South Sydney do. South Sydney do drop a few balls, and that's proven again on the weekend. So the key will be starting well, leading, keeping Penrith under pressure. I think if Penrith lead, they win. So if you could ask me, you know, at halftime, if Penrith's in front by you know, 10 or 12, I don't think South will mm. catch them. Other way around, look out. Can you shut down Nathan Cleary? I mean, his performance last week I thought was quite outstanding. Uh, I was over in Sydney. I managed to, to watch it, uh, and it was so dominate, dominating. He's such a threat with ball in hand opposed to anything else apart from his tactics. I, I just wonder, can, can he be shut down? Can, can they do that? Yeah, oh, well, all you can do is like what, you know, I suppose what Queensland have done in State of Origin. Sure, you can put pressure on him and, and you know, let him know you're there. You might have to push the envelope. You might have to, you know, even run the rule of conceding a penalty to do that. But, um, no, but you're talking about one of the best players in our competition. Uh, you know, the great benefits of Penrith, they've all won grand finals now. You know, they've all, they've all got last season to, to draw on. Um, and they did it so well last year. You know, tough, good semi-final defensive plays, all of those things. So I just think, you know, well-oiled machine. Penrith is going to have to have to make mistakes... I believe, to lose. And the only way they'll make mistakes, and I don't see unforced errors, Souths are going to have to be in their face the whole night, really aggressive. Um, and as I said, they might have to, you know, run the rule with the referee a little bit, test him out um, to, to make that happen. So uh, as we look forward to it, um, in, in, in short, uh, how do you see them going at this point, these, uh, these semis? Oh, look, I, I will stick by Penrith. I don't know that's a Saturday night game. I'll start with the Saturday night game, first of all. I think Penrith, best team in the league, and it's not just this season, it's last season, the, the year before where they were beaten grand finalists. They're an outstanding side. They're at the peak of their powers. They've now got the experience of grand final victory to uh, draw on as well. I, I don't see a poor performance from Penrith coming, so I think South can play well and still get beaten. So I'll go Penrith to beat South Sydney. And Friday night, really torn by that one, um, Cowboys and Parramatta. Cowboys have had the two weeks, but Parramatta are their best capable of beating any side. I'm going to tip Parramatta, a Parramatta-Penrith grand final. But uh, from a personal point of view, I would love Friday night to go overtime. I would love to really go and, <laughs> and take them out beyond the 90 minutes. In those conditions, wouldn't that be a, a story to tell that you witness the finals match like that? So... Um, you know, may the best team win this weekend. No matter what the combination, we're going to end up end up with a good grand final, Smithy. Right. Okay. Uh, there's a slightly bigger picture to look at too. You've seen the Kiwis' extended squad. Uh, we talked to Greg uh, Alexander about that on Friday. He's very impressed with the, the depth there. So, so in terms of what Mel Meninga is looking at over this final two weeks of NRL action, how close do you think he are to uh, he is to his unit? Uh, how, what kind of uh, areas shall we match up? Shall we be looking at this weekend, perhaps? Well, the problem for Mal is got to find out, you know, who's who wants to play for Australia. Isn't that disappointing? You, 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 mm -hmm. You're a few weeks out from picking your squad, and you still don't know. I mean, Payne Haas was the latest one where there was speculation about whether he would end up um, in the uh, sights of Samoa, but. Uh, 
I, I, I think Australia will field obviously eight strong lineup and have match winners in it. But I don't think you know that the, the starting thirteen is as clear cut as perhaps other tours and other times for the Australian side. I mean, even right down to halfback. I mean, you know, there's a fair argument for Daly Cherry Evans. He was with the winning you know Queensland State of Origin side this year. Uh, and captain of that series. Does, does Cherry Evans get it there ahead of Cleary? Does Cleary have to win the competition to get ahead of Cherry Evans? So, you know, there's there's a key position there. I, I don't know whether Hooker's, you know, absolutely sold. I think Tedesco at fullback and, and Munster at 5'8 would, would do with just about everyone. But, you know, I think there's a fair bit to be decided. Um, whether the finals do that, I'm not sure where Mal sits on some of those key ones. But I, I'm just really keen on New Zealand. I, I just think that... Um, that squad, you know, is mix of youth and experience, isn't it? You know, like you've got some exciting younger set that are going to be there for the next five, seven, eight years for New Zealand. Then you've got the, the veterans, the Rappiner and, and Sean Johnson still in the squad and some others, uh, the Bromwich boys, players like that that have been around the block plenty of times. So it's a, I, I think it's a really good balanced squad that New Zealand have and, and uh, they're going to be super competitive at the World Cup. Uh, Vossi, just changing uh, to uh, another code for a second because uh, I know there'll be immense interest uh, in the rugby league. There always is in New South Wales and Sydney in particular. But uh, how about the Melbourne Cricket Ground next weekend? Because the Swans, the Swans have made it to the grand final against the Geelong Cats. And what a thrilling playoff match that was they won. Yeah, winning, winning by a point, having, you know, the, the story of Collingwood all through the year for our listeners who don't follow it too closely, they've just been the kings of the close game. I think they had a 7-0 and close finish and uh, and then in finals they've gone 0-2 and in the close finishes. But um, they, they pushed the Swans, they were behind all the way and then get within one. So uh, we asked the question this morning, would you rather, a grand final qualifies, Speedy, would you rather lose by one or lose by 20? <laughs> you get mm. so close and you think of all those little ma- moments in a game that could have been different that you, you possibly could have won. Uh, but no, I, I think speaking to most of the pundits, you've got the best two now playing the grand final in the AFL. And if I was to ask you right now, who's the best two in the rugby league? I don't know whether anyone would have a clear-cut answer. Would they say that the Cowboys are... Do we have a clear-cut two? Like, we've got Penrith certainly as one, but do we have a clear-cut two? You say, no, that's a worthy grand final. I think ours is a little more open um, this weekend than what the AFL. They had their best two sides win. Um, It is going to be uh, huge, as it always is in Melbourne. They've had their Brownlow medal last night, which is the equivalent of the Dally M. They have a street parade this week. And, And this week, of course, we have a public holiday on Thursday in Australia. So it becomes a long, long weekend of sport to, uh, to build into a Saturday grand final in the AFL where they have Robbie Williams playing as well as the, um, as the entertainment. So they've done, they've done well on that department, uh, Smitty. Just finally, Vossi, um, we, we've got to ask you, how Bernard Foley is sleeping uh, these days? <laughs> what did you make of that, mate? Oh, well, it's become a soap opera since. I mean, he said, she said, did he say that? What was said? Was that said at the time or was that said later? And then what was said later? Did that match up to what was said before? I mean, uh, factor of the matter, it happened. Um, I've spoken to many now, and it's a, it's a tough one because technically the decision is correct. So technically mm. it's correct. Then I follow my follow-up question is, has it ever happened in any game you've ever played or watched? And they say no. So <laughs> is, it, is it a right call? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they still could have hung on, couldn't they? I mean, that, that's, that's yep. sort of lost the mix. The, you know, you still didn't have to lose the Wallabies. They, they were still in front, um, but then the All Blacks go over. It's, it's, it, I, I think some people have gone to the extent of saying, well, that, 
that negates the underarm incident. Well, I don't think it does <laughs> because this, this is what the referee's doing. But yeah, you know, that's where some people's heads have gone over the past few days. Vossie, always a pleasure talking to you on a number of issues there. Uh, enjoy finals, uh, semi-final weekend. We'll talk to you next Monday with uh, a review and a preview of the big one. Cheers, mate. All, have a great week. You too, Smithy. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.